Hello, everyone, and welcome to another installment of Hot Chocolate Media's Movie Machine Podcast, where we take a random prompt generated by the internet and attempt to fashion an entire movie out of it. Today, I am brought—I am surrounded by some truly illustrious company. We have our head writer, Kyle, who was originally the hairstylist on the Wicker Man remake. We also have our up-and-coming director, Ben, who is the second-pass scriptwriter on The Last Airbender. They didn't listen to me. <laughs> and finally, we have our illustrious producer, Jacob, who was the blood hose technician on Dead Alive. Hell yeah, I was. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, today our script prompt is... A theme of dramatic crime. Our main character is a social gambler, and the major event of the story is getting lost. Okay, so... Dramatic crime, cliche, and a social gambler. So we gotta have our our lead has to be a super charismatic, you know, just everyone believes everything he says, but he's also just a sociopath, as most sociopaths are. Everyone loves him. Um, he has a dramatic crime uh, while he's in the middle of a big poker tournament. He has several people he've hired uh, commit a. Uh, a hostage situation that is really a cover for him to rob a children's charity. Perhaps. I mean, this guy at the surface, like, and most of the movie we're going to bring in, make you really like this guy, and then we're just going to hit you with his evilness. And, and getting it's not going to be a literal getting lost. Is He's going to get so lost in this crime, he's going to lose his humanity. So this, uh, the character... Um, we gotta uh, give him a name, so we'll call him uh, Simon uh, Simon Folds because you know he plays cards, and <laughs> but he's he's world charismatic, and the whole movie will be uh, he'll do the whole in the script. I'm gonna write it with a, so he'll have several break the fourth wall, talk to the camera, pause a moment, like in uh, House of Cards. So, and that's where we'll start drip, dropping hints to you that this guy's a sociopath, kind of like the same way we realize that Kevin Spacey is in House of Cards, which I didn't really, I'm making the card reference again too, but, so we're just, it's like, we're going to bait you into rooting for liking this character, and then he's just going to be a complete bastard at the end, and, and it's totally okay for the audience to abandon him, so hopefully they learn it's not okay to root for a bastard. And we're going to illustrate why, and this guy just loses his humanity in the trip. Um, as far as a title for this movie, um, to tie in with the getting lost theme we have in here, so all your great deal with the devil stories, you talk about meeting at the crossroads, so we'll just call it The Crossroads, starring the, the social gambler, Simon Folds. All right. All right. Well, yeah, I have some two visions for this movie, which will completely depend on who we have playing the character. So, my first 
So um, my first thought was, you know, get George Clooney. Um, I know he's difficult to get, um, but I think you know he has that sort of charisma. Um, he'll get the real charisma on there. Um, you know, get people to root for him, and the fact that he sort of turns out to be a sociopath will be a bit more shocking in that case. I mean, he's played obviously those kind of characters before, but you know, when you see George Clooney, you just wanna, you know, trust him. And he's kind of he's older, but still has those youthful features. So um, you can show that he's you know been around the block doing this for a while. Um, on as an aside, uh, one little thing you know, um, I really want to imply that what he's doing is. He's gambling, and he's gambled everything, so he's gambling his morality. So that's his thing. It's like, how awful of a thing can I do and still um, be perceived as this really nice, charismatic guy? So that's that will be his whole thing. You know, he's getting a thrill from risking more and more, which then gives a justification of why, you know, he'd be doing just... I, I want to say evil things for the sake of being evil, you know? It's almost like... And it'll just show his spiraling. He's almost become an addict to it, to gambling it. And finally, it blows up in his face when the liars are revealed, and he can have sort of a breakdown there. Um, so that's my idea for George Clooney. Um, the other one I was thinking this would kind of change the tone of it um, would be Benedict Cumberbatch, um, and I think that would be an interesting subversion of his roles, though, because usually he plays you know sort of the super smart sociopathic characters, but we could sort of deconstruct it a bit and show you know no, if you're this super smart, this is what happens you can slowly fall down this rabbit hole, as it were. Um, both of those, obviously, they pull in a lot, and, you know, you want to trust them, even when they say, like, really horrible things. You can still stay on their side. Like, if we cast it wrong, then people, if they hate them too early, you know, they'll, they'll just lose it. We'll just lose the audience. But if we get those characters who, actors who, for some reason, you automatically like them no matter what, I think that'll help go through it. Um... I feel like he can start to get more and more surreal near the end as, you know, he's just trying so, like, just trying to see what he can get away with. And, um, I don't know, I think I almost want to give him, like, a friend or a girlfriend or whatever who can just be the one who be feels betrayed, you know, when he finally goes too far. You know, a person, like, I trusted you and then you, you turned out to be a scumbag, you know what I'm saying? Um, I think, you know, we can pull in a character like that. Um, we don't have to give too much screen time. They're not really important until the very end. Just establish it and then that kind of stuff. Um, so those are my two thoughts. Depends on the actor, the direction, and yeah. All right. Uh, well, I got a few things that uh, I think we're going to have to add in here. George Clooney, Benedict Cumberbatch, wonderful guys. Too expensive. Mm. Um, right now we've got a piece that's uh, semi, you know, heist film, <coughs> and with with what you've described, we're looking at a budget of you know sixty, seventy million dollars to put this piece together. Uh, but I think we can we can do a lot with with that budget, um, or we can go bigger if we change a few things. So I'm gonna leave leave some of that up to you. Uh, replace our leading man with Matt Bomer. He's one of the main characters in White Collar, just as charismatic, but hell of a lot cheaper. Um, I think the the Robbing the children's charity is like definitely this like great juxtaposition of you know douchebag and um, you know realization. And I think there was something about him like getting lost that was in the the prompt as well. So I'm thinking he he robs this this children's charity, which is having an event on a boat, and then he gets marooned essentially <coughs> after the fact. <coughs> 
Because then he can, like, you know, meet other people or he can, like, figure out how to make his way back to the top and, you know, come back and get, get revenge in this, this heist and see just how, like, terrible of a person he is. Uh, so he can come back and get him. I think we need to have, like, a character who runs a children's charity um, who can be, like, a, a main antagonist. So we do want somebody who can be, um, you know, just as charismatic. I'm thinking Joel McHale. He's also pretty cheap. Be pretty funny to see him as like a a really cheerful guy, but who just really hates Matt Bomer. I think that'd be very funny. Um, <clears throat> I think we can also do a little bit with um, you know get a little bit of money from you know other countries, other studios, and draw in an international crowd for this. A lot of heist films or you know like um, crime type films end up shooting in other countries because they they can do it for a little bit cheaper, or so that they when the film goes overseas, they can make a bunch of that money back. So I'm thinking when he gets murdered on the island, he spends some time in, you know, Mexico, and then he goes to Venezuela, and then he goes to, uh, you know, all these different places in, you know, the South America, is making his way back to the U.S. We can get a lot of, you know, international money there, or maybe we could have a, a scene where he goes out to, like, you know, Asia. Maybe he's in the Philippines, and then he's in uh, Malaysia, and then he goes to, um, you know, Hong Kong, and, you know, slowly makes his way back to where he wants to get to. So I think that would be, like... Those kind of scenes would would definitely draw in more crowds. Those would definitely um, get us a little bit more money out of the product. Um, and I'll, I'll leave it up to you guys. If we can find a way to create, um, you know, some kind of uh, dramatic action sequence or something that's really big, then I think we can probably, uh, you know, allocate a you know, couple dozen more million towards the project, but I think it's, you know, we got to have a, a reason to do it right now, and so far I don't think there's a whole lot that's going to bring bring people into the theater, so I don't know if it's going to be worth the studio's money to, to put in more there. How am I doing on time here? We're done. All right. All right. Uh, so, all right, so you guys made some changes, but I like where it's going. I, I like the George Clooney casting, but I understand, you know, I don't make casting decisions. I just write the script. Um, I did think of a character I'd like to add on top of the... I, I like the addition of the the, uh, the non-profit guy. I think to, to tie in with the Crossroads title and, and maybe the, the loss of the humanity, maybe there's some kind of like hedge fund organizer or something that our, our main character, our, who's you know an anti-hero, is meeting with. And maybe you could even meet you know in the middle of nowhere in the Crossroads to do some underhanded stuff and we can kind of insinuate that the person is a and you know is the devil not really it's, it's humanity is the devil because this person so you could have like a tim curry maybe play him you know someone who has classically played the devil so people can make that tie-in because tim curry played the devil in legend uh you could also get you know robert de niro he's probably too expensive or harvey keitel Plenty of actors who play the devil. Just get one of them in and insinuate and just make him kind of a sleazy hedge fund manager who's maybe pulling some of the strings or maybe funding this whole scam by our uh, Simon Folds here. So, you know, so you have that extra element uh, in there and it could also be, you know, Simon Folds selling his soul kind of to this hedge fund manager type character. Uh we can even base him on that that guy that bought the drug rights and raised him up because that's Martin on people's Shreddy. yeah that guy people he's got a punchable face people you know we make a character like that and maybe actually have 
one of the characters punch him in the face. Have a scene like that. People might really enjoy it. It could resonate with audiences, but it'd be kind of fun as well. Uh, and then I think, I mean, if we want, the real thing is I think I'd almost want to have some redemption at the very end. Maybe have Simon Foles realize that, whoa, I've become a complete bastard. And he tries to make it right, and maybe doesn't totally, but there's an attempt at redemption, and we hint that maybe he's correcting his ways, or, or maybe it was just that one-time admission of guilt. And he's like, okay, maybe I shouldn't take money from the kids with cancer, or whatever it is. And, you know, he has that brief moment of redemption at the end, and, you know, something like that. But yeah, I like the idea of adding the... the the devil character. He's not actually the devil, but, you know, if with the right casting choices and all, you can insinuate that it is. That's all I got. Okay. So, okay, first I just want to say, um, I can direct a lot of actors, but I do not feel that I can contain the amount of ham that Tim Curry would bring to that role. Um, I think it would be extremely mimetic. But I think that would be the only thing that people remember about that movie if we cast Tim Curry as the devil. Or metaphor devil. So I'm just going to be very hesitant on that. Um, I think that um, we need to show him, you know, when he gets marooned in Asia or wherever, like, I don't know, wherever we can film, um, I think we need to show him scamming his way across the continent. You know what I'm saying? Um... You know, because I think otherwise if we show him at his lowest point and then um, people will immediately think, okay, well, now he's back. You know, it's kind of a movie thing when the char the bad guy character gets his lowest point and they think that makes you a good person. So we need to show that he's still, you know, doing the wrong thing. And, um, you know, he's I think, um, you, know, the, you know, we can have a montage of him doing swindles and all sorts of things. You know, kind of doing a little jerk things, sort of stuff like that. Um, I think that could be good and maybe could even work in some black comedy if we have to. Because, you know, he is a guy who is literally, you know, people make jokes about, like, you know, you're so evil that you would do this and the fact that he actually does it. Um, so I think there's definitely some opportunities for humor there without making it a comedy. Um, I feel like at the end, um, we if we could make it a little ambiguous, you know... Um, because, like, maybe he's on the first step of redemption, or maybe you're not sure, like, he's about to make the choice. Like, give it some resolution, but you're not sure, like, maybe then he gets tempted back to do something, and you're not sure what he does. Sort of like an Inception, it could go either way ending. I think um, that would get make an ending that makes everyone talk about it, leave open for a sequel sort of thing. But because, you know, I think we're really making this a metaphor for the human condition, you know, especially when you bring the devil like that. And to give, like, a resolution, like, this is what he did or this isn't what he did would kind of ruin that everyman sort of thing. You know what I'm saying? Give it some resolution when life doesn't really have that. You know, that's my opinion, and that's how my vision is at least seeing it. Um, but, yeah, uh, I th like I said, uh, I think we definitely need to be careful. There's definitely a lot of ways him being marooned could go. I think the beginning part leading up to that pretty much writes itself. Um, we definitely need to show in some way, though, that the antagonist is still more evil than he is. Um, with so, Just so you have someone to root for. So, I don't know, what's eviler than stealing from, like, a kid... I don't know, like, from a children's cancer fund. I don't know. 
Like, that's that's super evil. So I think maybe you throw in a scene like that and we'll be, quote, good, unquote. All right. Well, first of all, uh, Tim Curry stays. Anything memorable in this movie is going to be uh, very important, even if it's a little bit hammy. Uh, I like the idea that he's like a former con man who's like taught this this character like how to be a bastard. Uh, so he's like his mentor, and he's encouraging him to do you know the wrong things for the the quick rewards. Um, and then he, he ends up getting himself in trouble with the the boat and with the the charity and stuff. Um, I also think it would be cool, like you were mentioning, have like a reversal of, of like fate at the end, or like you know redemption. Maybe have when he comes back. Uh, he figures out that the Joe McHale character is, uh, is like, figured out what his plan was and is now trying to replicate it to, Ooh. like, take his own charity for everything it's worth. So then he has to, like, decide, okay, do I still, do I want to, like, go on my way? And, because he recognizes the, the same heist, so he's like, I know what that is that you're doing. So I could either help you, I could walk away, or I can stop you. And the, you know, the metaphorical devil character is urging him to do that. Um, and he's not going to do it. He's going to instead try and stop it. Absolve his, his guilt. And whether he stays a con man at the end of the piece can be left ambiguous. So it's like, you know, nice little, um, you know, a little unsure if he, you know, learned the lesson or not. But he could do like the anti-con where he like jumps in and he's trying to prevent him that way. I think this would be very, very cool. We can have a lot of, like, really dark, funny scenes with kids where they're, like, you know, running through the, the hospital and they're, like, hiding behind beds with kids on them and stuff. And, like, we could have some... We could work in, like, a few celebrity cameos which are always super popular and super memorable. Or, like, there's kids being visited by celebrities for, like, Make-A-Wish and stuff like that. It'd be hilarious. I think people would love it. Um, definitely just, you know, have their mind just skip right over some of the really dark tones that are implied in this scenario. Um, and that way I think, you know, we'll, we'll spend a little bit more money, but I think we'll bring in a little bit more money as well if we have a, a few more names, if we have a few more really memorable moments in that, you know, kind of dark comedy aspect. So uh, the other thing that I think we need is um, the character has to, you know, the Joel McHale character has to get away and try and do it. And then uh, to tie it back to the beginning, they go on a boat chase. So there's going to be um, like a big boat chase at the end where Joel McHale's trying to get away and there's another boat has Matt Bomer in it maybe Tim Curry's in it and they're chasing after each other and they're shooting guns and like we go under some bridges or like you know through canals or something maybe we can shoot this in another area that's got like big um, you know cool set pieces that we don't have to, to pay for um, so yeah I think, I think there's there's gonna be a boat chase at the end um I will not change my opinion on that. All right. Well, so The Crossroads. Um, a dramatic crime thriller about a social gambler who gets lost in how evil he is and ends up stealing from a children's hospital, which leads to a boat chase. Um, this movie... Well, when you say it like that... <laughs> 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 well, despite the problems of phrasing, this movie actually does surprisingly well. People are drawn by Tim, by just the name of Tim Curry and his magnetic, rather silly performance, which grabs a lot of good reviews early on. And it's described as a surprisingly actiony but deep piece which studies our morality and how our choices affect us. 
Movie pulls in about $200 million. Whoa. And is fairly decent in DVD sales. It is also propped up by a lot of foreign markets who are enthused to see the world traveling sequences. The movie also enjoys a considerable burst of popularity on YouTube and 4chan as a source of reaction images and GIFs. <laughs> well, black humor ended up on 4chan. Should have seen that coming. Yep. <laughs> All right, well... $200 million movie, man, I can start writing my next paycheck. Like, no more spec scripts for this guy. I mean, just like, I can call anyone up and say, I want to write a movie for you. But I have to put Tim Curry in it. So, <laughs> so I, 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 I feel I've become the guy that my scripts help revitalize Tim Curry's career and put him in the forefront of everyone's mind. He never has to wear garters again to be popular. Which is awesome, because Tim Curry is awesome. So, you know... I'm strangely okay with that. I can't wait for the, you know, the the in the the twilight of Tim Curry's career to, to write his, you know, the three best movies that he's in. I'm okay with this. Well, yeah. I I don't yeah I don't make any changes except yeah add add a few more reaction scenes for Tim Curry, but that's about it. By the third movie, it's just a whole movie of him reacting, probably that I write, but you know. We'll, we'll 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 approach that when it's done. So, I guess the only addition I would want to make is you know we have the devil character. I feel like you know and he doesn't need to play, but we should have some sort of angel metaphor. You know, like someone who's trying to teach him or tell him to do the right thing, and we kind of have a sort of shoulder devil thing or angel shoulder devil thing. And the fact that he ends up ignoring the angel advice would be the nice subversion. Among other subversions. Um, I don't know, for Angel, maybe... And again, I might get vetoed on this, but, like, you know, someone like Patrick Stewart, I don't know if he's expensive anymore. I mean, I know he showed up on Robot Chicken once, so he can't be doing too well. Um, Ouch. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, my kids watch that show, and, you know, it, it seems lowbrow. Um, but, yeah, I... That's kind of the only addition I would make. I think that, yeah, just someone, you know, who the audience would think, like, okay, he's the guy who's going to put him on the right path, and then turns out that, no, he eventually rejects it. And if they had a scene together, again, um, if it's Patrick Stewart and Tim Curry together, you know, interesting things could happen, those two. Um, you know, I'd probably just give them minimal direction and just see what they do. Could be interesting. Um, but yeah, that's the only thing I'd add is that character. So, uh, no Patrick Stewart. Way too expensive. Ah! Uh, he's still very expensive. He still routinely brings in uh, an enormous amount of audience. We'd be putting way too much of our budget in there. You make me get rid of my boat chase, and that's not happening. So we're, we're not bringing in Patrick Stewart. I think the, the thing is enough. Uh, I just uh, am getting a little notice here from uh, one of my aides that uh, the title Crossroads has already been used. Uh, it was a, uh, a Britney Spears star vehicle in the early 2000s. It was a, you know, a, a girlfriend's on the road picture. And it was uh, not well received. <laughs> so we're going to have to distance ourselves from that. Uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come up with one right now. Um, the Long Con Home. <laughs> there you have it, gentlemen. Those are my only changes for this, this piece. I think we got a real winner on our hands. LCH. Well done. Yeah. Excellent work. 
And with that, we bring you to everyone's favorite, the Fieri finisher. We bring a quote from Guy Fieri to you every episode. The thing I have to be willing to do is work. I think I'm going to be the one that's going to actually copyright the term 25-8. You ever hear the term 25-8? It's the cousin of 25-7, or 24-7. I have to go 25-8. (laughs) <laughs> wow what <laughs> it's like the gift that keeps giving <laughs> don't change Guy Fieri you stay stupid